This offseason, Martin Maldonado was kind of in a rearview mirror for a lot of Astros fans. Maybe Jim Crane wanted to replace him, but he's showing at the World Baseball Classic that he's somebody that still could be a force for the Houston Astros. We'll talk about this and more on this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we update you joins for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talks Astros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. You can find us on YouTube. Make sure you go and subscribe to us. Go and give us a big fat thumbs up while you're at it. And go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check us out and make us your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Have you ever uh, dreamed of being the next Dana Brown for your Houston Astros, becoming an MLB GM? Well, that may be a little bit of a pipe dream, but you can actually do so on your phone. Uh, this game is definitely for you. To download, to download the game, just visit the ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the App Store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost, which I've been playing the game, and the boost does help to their franchise when you use a promo Locked on, all caps, in the game. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But Dana Brown is here, and he's trying to work on those extensions. Whether those get done or not, uh, we'll we'll have to see what happens in the future. But uh, the future is bright for the Houston Astros. And uh, then we see Dusty Baker bonding with a couple of the young rookies and taking them on a fishing trip and um, to try to find some, uh, some, some common ground with them. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Martin Maldonado was part of history. Well, I don't know if Major League Baseball will rep- represent that, will recognize that history because it wasn't a full nine innings. But uh, once again, he did something uh, that he was part of something that was historical, this uh, like he did with the Houston Astros this season. And then also Framer Valdez did a great pitching effort, just kind of tuning up for the regular season. Instead of going participating in the World Baseball Classic, he chose uh, the way of just, I just want to get ready for a season. And so we'll talk about that in a little bit. And let's go ahead and also talk about um, the fourth roster spot, I mean, the fourth outfielder spot. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. So, so much to really kind of uh, to talk about here. And I'm so jealous of Brett right now. He's down there in spring training. He, I think he's going to watch a Astros game and then head up to watch a World Baseball Classic game tonight. So, um that's why he's not doing it, and um, I may be doing some shows at night this week, some shows in the morning just because of my schedule this week. That's uh, what happens when you have a teacher on spring break. You, um, you have to kind of have your priorities. But let's go and uh, get started with uh, what happened yesterday. It was Team Israel versus Team Puerto Rico, and I was uh, at somebody's house watching that game, and I was like, man, this looks like a juggernaut. This looks like David versus Goliath and it looks like there was no way that team Israel wasn't was gonna get a hit and so we actually went for a walk for a little bit and uh, when we came back I'm like I wonder if they got a hit yet 
They didn't get a hit. They didn't get a walk. It was a perfect game. But the only thing was it um, it didn't go nine innings. And so a lot of people are saying, well, that's not really a perfect game if it only goes eight innings. And the reason why it only went eight innings is because Martin Maldonado in the eighth inning scored the 10th run, which in the World Baseball Classic has this thing like the mercy rule where if you're up after, I guess it's five or maybe seven innings, I don't know exact rule, but by 10 runs, then you're going to go ahead and uh, you win the game just to save innings because most pitchers are on a 65 pitch count in the World Baseball Classic. And so that's what happened this game. Not only did Maldonado do that, he played great defense, but uh, he scored three runs as well. He walked twice. And he's been he's batting 500 in the World Baseball Classic, and he looks like a whole different hitter. Maybe being healthy, his hand is feeling better. He dropped some weight in the offseason. Maybe we could see a whole different hitter for the Houston Astros this year. So uh, that's good. And um, so the uh, Puerto Rican pitchers, they pitched eight innings, no hits, no walks, 12 strikeouts. And then the Astros had a... Um, yeah, that so um, Astro Craig says it's um, the rule is up by 10 after seven or up by 15 after five. So, yeah, if you're up by 15 after five innings, that's pretty depressing. Yeah. So I would want to do that, too. So um, then if you look at uh, the Astros had one of their top pros, uh, prospects, Colton Gordon, pitching uh, for Team Israel. And there is a whole bunch of talk that he was tipping his pitches. And so if you watch, he's a left hander. Uh, with a certain pitch, he would be right here. With another pitch, he would be right here. So they are talking about that in the, the broadcast. And he gave up three runs in the first inning and then one run in the second inning before he was chased. So that's something that the Astros need to go ahead and dress with him uh, before uh, he progresses too far in the minor leagues. But he has a 36 ERA. But um, we see, like, um, for Team Canada, I believe it was, they had an 18-year-old pitcher going so you have some of these um you can only use certain pitches pitchers so many days and then for so many pitcher uh, pitches so you have to use what you got and so um unfortunately uh, tim uh, team israel was just not uh, they didn't have what it took that day but the dominican republic had a pretty good pitcher on the mound and uh, we know him pretty well because uh he is one of our favorite pitchers, and that's Christian Javier. And once again, uh, he pitched uh, – I'm trying to get to it. There it is. Uh, he pitched four innings, two hits, one walk, four strikeouts. So he's looking good um, so far. And then so it looks like the Astros rotation is doing looking pretty good so far. You had Hunter Brown have a better outing on Sunday. Um, I know Jose Arquiti is not looking great in World Baseball Classic. I think he had uh, one good outing. Uh, I mean, it was okay outing. but um, So we'll have to see how the Astros rotation looks after, at the end of the day. But I, I don't know where I put my folder, but uh, the prospects out there for veteran starters at this point are not that great. You have Mike Miner, and he was like, four and 12 with a, a six something ERA last year. And then you have, um, where is my, then you have, um, you have Chris Archer. Chris Archer had a, uh, uh, like a four and eight record last year. Then you have Michael Pineda. And, uh, then I can't, uh, who's the other guy. He used to pitch for the Orioles. Um, 
I'll remember his name in a little bit, but I had it all written down, but I can't remember where I put my fantasy notebook. Anyway, uh, so there's just not many veteran arms out there that you can go out and look uh, get. So the Astros are stuck with what they got. So they better hope that Lance McCullers, who did, uh, who is supposed to throw again t- uh, tomorrow, he threw on Sunday, and he's supposed to continue to throw every other day. So that's an update about him. So that's what you can kind of expect is that they're going to kind of gradually kind of increase his workload until he can start throwing off the mound. So once I said, like I said, the in the last podcast, it's going to be a while before we see him in an actual game. So um, then oh, uh, one other note about the World Baseball Classic, um, Kyle Tucker did have an RBI in his game, but um Overall, he's batting 200, and Tim Anderson, I know Astros fans don't really like Tim Anderson, but he's having a pretty good World Baseball Classic playing second base, so maybe to change second base is good for him. But overall, um, Lance Lynn uh, pitched pretty good for Team USA, and so uh, and then overall, I, I think what we're seeing from the World Baseball Classic is rejuvenated fans, and this is just something that – um, it's exciting to see just um, fans excited about baseball. And we're hoping that, I mean, we see that all the time with Astros fans, but if you watch a Pirates game, how many, how often are people excited about watching a Pirates game? And so if you want to get your team excited about a baseball team, why don't you become a GM? So you know how you can do that? You can download the Ultimate GM app. I have it at the bottom of the screen. And I'm really geeked out about it. And um, by our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game, Ultimate Baseball GM. Have you ever uh, dreamed about being an MLB GM and you want to know how you get started? Well, this is probably not the best way to get started, but it's really fun. I've been, uh, I was playing with it this morning and it's just, it's just kind of a good way to manage the Houston Knights. It's not the Houston Astros, but it's the Houston Knights, and you can go ahead and um, like Dana Brown did. Okay, who's on my team right now? Okay, I don't like this guy. I want to go ahead and get rid of him, and I want to go trade for somebody. Oh, I want to go ahead and add somebody via free agency. This is what you could do. You have a budget. You ha- you have your manager. Your manager's on expiring contract. Do you want to bring him back? Uh, you have your bench coach. He's on a five year deal. Uh, do you want to bring him back? And then once you get your team where you want it to be, you just run a simulation and it runs through the whole year. And then you, uh, it decides on who wins the world series or not. And so it's just pretty cool. You can have a trade deadline and everything. So you can hire the right coaches and staff, manage team finances, scouting and drafting players, uh, manage the different uh, difficult personalities. They have them if uh, they even have them if they're unhappy. So if you have somebody that um, says, pay me, Rick, um, I don't know if it says pay me, Rick, but you can go ahead and uh, they say that they're unsatisfied. So all this in a challenging and real, realistic uh, game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on go as you want and when you want. And so it's just it's just really awesome. And I know Brett started it, too. And it's just something that you all should do, too. It's the Ultimate Pro GM. And just go do it today. Uh, Just go to the App Store, whether you're on Android, anything like that. Just go do it. And if you use the code LOCKEDON, 
um, you'll get a hundred percent. You'll get a hundred um, percent free boost to their franchise when you use your the promo code Locked On in a game store. So make sure to check it out to download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app store. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today, like your Houston Astros. Okay, so speaking of Houston Astros. Frommer Valdez is going to be the ace of the Houston Astros, and um, it's going to be something that, uh, yeah, we'll talk about Torres in a second, um, but uh, we'll talk about what happened in that game too uh, yesterday. But that's where I was leading up to. But um, let me find that game. But uh, Frommer Valdez pitched really good. Uh, he's just tuning up four innings, four hits, one home run allowed, one walk, four strikeouts. This is the Farmer Valdez we all wanted. He skipped the World Baseball Classic, which was uh, probably the best idea after having his highest workload. And uh, he said, I felt comfortable with those four innings today. That home run really didn't mean that much to me. He made a really good swing, made contact, hit it out. For me, it was just refocus and continue tacking the zone. He was also called for a bulk while he was trying to do a sidestep. So... Uh, he's just trying to work on not having runners run on him a lot. Um, so basically, uh, Dusty Baker said that he was vintage, vintage frommer. His breaking ball isn't quite where he wants it to be, but his command and his control is really good. And he said, I'm here and I'm just trying to prepare for the season. The reason I didn't go was I just didn't feel ready to be there at the moment. And I'm just continuing to prepare for the very long season that we're going to have ahead of us. Definitely supporting all of our guys from this team that are playing for Dominican Republic, even guys from the other teams that are playing for for Dominican Republic. I know that it feels really good to represent the country, and you know nothing but the best. So uh, it's good to see Valdez out there just doing what he does and so, uh, and then Torres, yes, um, this is a guy that's probably not on Astros radar anytime soon, but in two thirds of inning, he gave up three hits, five runs and two walks, two strikeouts. His ERA for spring training is 6750. Uh, that's probably not a good impression for Dusty Baker, uh, just saying, but he did give up those five runs in the eighth inning and the Astros went on to lose that game six, uh, seven to six. So unfortunately you're going to lose some games like that. Cause you're going to have some minor league arms come in. And so I'm not worried about that, but, um, so yeah, it's just, you're going to have that situation. Uh, one thing I would kind of bring up else from pitching wise from this game was that Austin Davis, uh, did have his first rough outing of spring training. And this is a guy that's competing for Matt gate with Matt Gage for the left-handed reliever in the bullpen. So it was, um, he did have two walks uh, and allowed one earned run and one and one third innings. Uh, so, but his ERA on spring training is 1.80. So that's not something to be too worried about. And Ty Buttry, who's trying to work his way back into big leagues after retiring, then unretiring and going back to triple a has a 7.71 ERA and he's struggling big time with control. So um, I think that's a, a something to kind of keep an eye on. But I don't know if he, he had any uh, – the Astros had any intentions of him being 
on the opening day roster anyway. So that's kind of all I had to say about the pitching. Uh, Greg Kessinger had a home run, and then you had Bregman with a hit. But uh, Jose Abreu is struggling a little bit the spring training, and I'm not too surprised. Um, he's trying to get acclimated to a new team. I would guess that a veteran guy like him is not too worried about spring training stats. So I, I'm not too worried about him. Uh, Will Wagner is still doing great. He got another hit, and he's batting 417 on the seat on the spring training. Corey Lee went two for two and played some first base. He came in um, and played three innings at first base. So it's good that uh, Dusty Baker and Houston Astros are like, well, Yiner Diaz, uh, part of his markability to make the team is the fact that he can play first base. Corey Lee is only a catcher. So let's see how he can do playing first base. So um, you can look at that as the Astros looking at it, some other ways to get Corey Lee on his team. And so both hitters are tuning, turning it up. Uh, Diaz is batting 300. Lee is batting 333. Um, sorry. Sorry, 375. Yeah, all the numbers are starting to blur together. Hensley is batting 333. And so you have the impact rookie guys that are going to have big impact with this team this year. They're all hitting above 300. So that's a good um, thing for the Houston Astros. And then you have the fact that Michael Brantley, who has reported to camp finally, and he's going to be a little bit behind. That's put in mildly. Um, and he's probably not going to be ready for opening day. But there's going to be opening for a fourth outfielder. So enter Justin Dearden. We talked about him last time. He didn't play in yesterday's game, but I think he's playing in one of the two doubleheader games today. And guess who else is on the lineup card for today? Pedro Leon. He's not in the lineup, but he's uh, listed as a backup. So that's a big step that he's actually listed as a backup and he's ready to start playing in some games. So that means that he's probably uh, healed there. So uh, we can look at um, that as well. And so uh, overall, the spring training is going pretty well. I know J.J. Majevic is batting 294. He is on the 40-man roster. Dearden is not. But you know what happened last Thursday was there was an off day, and Dusty Baker took three of his rookies on a little fishing trip. He chartered a boat, and he's heard that Corey Lee and um, – and David Hensley liked to find a whole bunch of ponds around Florida and just go fishing. And so uh, he heard that they like to brag about their fishing. So he was like, let me see if these youngsters actually know how to fish. And so he also brought, brought a third guy along, Hunter Brown. And so this was a good opportunity for him to kind of have a bonding experience with these guys. These guys are going to have critical roles for the Houston Astros in 2023. So why not? Why not just take him out there? And so I think uh, they didn't really have much success. I think Hunter Brown uh, caught a swordfish, if I remember correctly. But this was just a way for uh, them to just bond. And I, I know that there's some history with Lee because Baker's um, uh, son played with him in college um, and Cal. But also uh, Lee said, we all enjoy fishing. It's something that Dusty and I kind of bond about. We talk about fishing, talk about where we're going to fish. It was a mutual bonding experience, and I think we had a really good time. And hopefully we can continue to do it throughout the year and kind of make it a thing. So, um, and Hensley said, it was exciting, but it wasn't eventful. Hunt out like some boys. 
And so this, and if you think about what happened, Corey Lee has kind of turned it up a little bit since the fishing trip. Hunter Brown had his best start after that fishing trip. So maybe this was a way to kind of um, make the boys relax a little bit and just say, okay, I know everything's on the line. Hunter Brown is in the rotation. That's not a worry. But for somebody like Corey Lee, who's got, who's had the, the top prospect label put on him since almost the beginning. But now this is him fighting with Diaz for the backup catcher spot. And so maybe this was a way for him to relax. And so I, I think this was really good situation for him and uh, props for Dusty Baker to uh, do that. So um, th- that was a good little experience for all of them and in that situation. So um, I, we do need to take a second and talk about uh, FanDuel. I know that uh, the, the midway point of the NBA season is here. The Houston Rockets are super great team. Uh, they're probably going to compete for the NBA championship in the next couple of years. Uh, but this is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's American's number one sports book because the new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. And if you want to bet on the Astros going back to the World Series again, or you want to bet on maybe Hunter Brown winning the Rookie of the Year this year, or you want to bet on like Christian Javier being the Cy Young Award winner, whatever the bets you want to go, go do it at, um, at FanDuel. But it's just a great place to do it. And FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a, a chance for a bigger payout with the same gay game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to this. Oh, by the way, I did get some, uh, like I showed on the last podcast, I did get a couple of bobbleheads. I met with somebody off Facebook. I got this one and I did get a Craig Biggio Cooperstown bobblehead. And one of my favorite ones, especially with me and my cowboy hat now, since I'm Pearland Cowboy, is Lance Berkman with a cowboy hat on. I'm always looking to add to my um, bobblehead collection. So Ryan says that fishing brings up morale. Yeah, I, it does. I mean, it's just a way to kind of just, I mean, I, I went to an event with um, a lot of my APs at my school and the principal, and it was just a chance to really talk to them in a different environment. So it, without the stress of, oh, that's my boss, uh, you can kind of talk to them as people. So I think that's kind of the situation there. So um, definitely a cool situation for Dusty Baker to take time out of his, I mean, he could have just, um, just stayed at home and been like, you know what, this is the one day I get to relax. But I mean, I guess fishing could be relaxing for him too. So I know that could be a, um, a issue for him, but a lot of people are talking about Justin Deer then. Uh, could he be the fourth the fourth uh, outfielder for the Houston Astros and Dana Brown was actually asked that. And 
Uh, he said, well, if uh, Michael Brantley is not your, it's not ready for opening day, how does that affect your thing? And he said, well, he was sidelined because he's got some family stuff going on, but he's back today. So hopefully he can get amped up and running. But if he's not back, we have McCormick and Myers and be McCormick, Myers and Tucker. You're looking at some competition after that with Dearden, who's been swinging the bat in camp very well. And then um, Tags asked, well, so Dearden has played his way into conversation for the opening day roster. And Brown said, well, we'll have to continue to scout him this spring. He has made some um, adjustments. He, sorry, he has some adjustments he needs to make in a batter's box. But I can see the power without question. He's got really good power. He can really throw. I know you guys are watching and saw that one hopper he made on Sunday. He can run. He's got the tools. I just think he needs to clean up his hitting approach a little bit as well. And so um, then he was asked about the um, the rotation. He said, well, w- what about the starting pitching depth beyond the five expected starters? And Brown said, well, Force Whitley threw the other day. He threw well the other day, even though his line didn't look great. He was up to 95 miles per hour. We have J.P. France, who's going to be coming back from an injury. And, of course, Brandon Belak is an option. We're going to have to keep evaluating those guys. And you have some of the kids like Jamie Melendez, who I really like. We have to keep an eye on him. All in all, we have some depth there. And he asked, well, is there some young guys at the minor league camp that stood out? He brought up Drew Gilbert. Um, He can't wait till he's ready to go. Jacob Melton looks good. Miss L. Tamares is uh, really exciting. And then Spencer Arigetti is really good. And so those are some names he brought up. So, um, and then he, uh, then Tags brought up Ronel Blanco and he's thrown up to two and two thirds innings in game. How's that going? And Brown said, well, I think he's throwing well. He's got seven and two thirds innings, nine punch out, one earned run. He's throwing the ball well. I think he's building up the innings. We keep doing that. As I said before, if he doesn't work, we're going to end up having a guy that can go multiple innings as opposed to just one. I think it's a win-win situation with him. He could be a shot and arm that we need in terms of starting pitching depth. That's what my hope is. And he was asked about the lefty reliever competition. And this is what I talked about earlier. He said, Matt Gage is looking really good against the Mets. The other day he came in and was up to 93 to 95 miles per hour, had a filthy cutter and was uh, 97 and was back footing right handers. And then he looks really good. That waiver claim was recommended by our front office and I kind of closed the deal on it. I think it's looking like a pretty good claim right now. We'll see if he's the big chip for us right now. So I think um, the Astros are really counting on Matt Gage being that guy. And so um, there's a lot of eggs in that basket. And I think that they really went like Dana Brown really grew up as a GM with that waiver claim because it wasn't your traditional waiver claim. He had to actually give them him a bonus to actually come sign with the Astros instead of going over to Japan. Speaking of Japan, this is the only time I'm going to mention this, but uh, nobody can say in the chat anymore, well, go out and sign a former Dodgers pitcher because he's going to Japan for at least one season. And then I'm sure his agents like just go over there, play for Japan for one year and then everybody will forget about the situation. I don't think that's how it works, but have fun over there, Trevor. Uh, but you will never pitch for the Houston Astros, hopefully. Uh, but um, at least we don't have to see in the chats anymore. Just go sign that guy. 
because I, I did not want that guy on my team whatsoever. But um, let's see. Uh, um, Ryan said, uh, Darby says, how do you have so many bobbleheads? Do you buy them or you get most of them from giveaways? Um, I do go to most of the giveaways. I did start kind of small. I would get some here and there, but uh, then at certain points, I think it's when I started podcasting, I was, I just was like, you know what? I want to build up my collection. And then I just started to grow from there and there. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's a big collection because it, you, Y'all see this level, but there's actually a third level down here. And I never opened this one because it's like, I don't know. This is one of the ones I like the most, but I just never opened it. It's the Orbit Thor. And so um, one of my first ones was, uh, um, it's one of my bag walls. I, I think, like, I remember this one was one of my first ones. It's like a Lance Berkman bobblehead. But... I'm pretty sure I've got some other ones. I just can't see them off the top of my head. I've got so many down here. But anyway, so yeah, my bobblehead collection has been growing over uh, around uh, for many years. But uh, apparently, Jake Myers has been battling a tight hamstring, but Dusty Baker said he should play in one of the Astros games. Uh, so, so apparently, he's not as healthy as we thought he was. Uh, Alvarez has been, uh, has a scheduled day off from hitting. I believe that was yesterday. So maybe he might be hitting today. So I think they're going really kind of slow with him. Um, and other than that, uh, McCullers threw from the second time in Baden cage yesterday. And I think he's supposed to throw again, um, on Wednesday. So he's going to be throwing every other day. So, uh, definitely something to keep your eye out of, but, um, I think that what we're seeing is the Astros are doing a good job of finding deaf options. If their guys aren't ready to go like Lance McCullers, not ready. Michael Brantley may not be ready. So they're getting force Whitley and they're getting, um, Blanco ready just in case. And they're also, um, getting Justin Dearden ready just in case he needs to go. Or you have J.J. Majevic who has played in the big league. So, guys, I think that's all we got for this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. And um, uh, we'll, I'll probably do a podcast tonight, and we'll talk about today's doubleheader, what's gone on with the World Baseball Classic and everything like that. So thank you for making us your first listen every day. And you can uh, find us on Twitter at uh, Locked on Astros. You can find me at Eric Talk Strohs. You can find Brett at H-Town Wheelhouse. And go ahead and subscribe to us if this is your first time listening. Thank you. Just tell a friend and go and spread the word. And we'll be back uh, later tonight for another podcast. And uh, make sure you check out the Locked on Fantasy Baseball guys. They do a great job. Um, make them your second listen like I was listening before my draft the other day and just kind of hear who's um, what are the names that I don't know about because there's so many if you think there's a lot of players in Astros organization think about Major League Baseball who are the prospects you need to go look out for so go check out the Locked On Fantasy Baseball guys on Apple Odyssey Spotify wherever you check out your podcast check them out, out and make us your first listen the Locked On Astros podcast and Gustros.